You are tuned in to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders, sharing their testimonies and the work they're doing for the Lord. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus reminds us, Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We hope this program will encourage you to do just that. Now here's your host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Pastor Linda Saldivar, who is the co-pastor of Breath of Life International Fellowship Church in Phoenix, Arizona. Her husband, Pastor Tony Saldivar, is the lead pastor. Thank you so much, Pastor Linda, for being on Faith City Outreach to share your testimony and to share what God is doing in your life now. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're welcome. Pastor Linda, I am so glad that you accepted to be interviewed now. I remember interviewing your husband, Tony, a few years ago, and I'm looking forward to hearing what God is doing in your life right now. First of all, when did God call you as a pastor? You know, I felt the calling from the Lord when I was a young girl. I grew up in Guadalupe, Arizona, so I'm a native Arizonan, and the uh, little mission that I was a part of, the Lord saved me, filled me with the Holy Spirit, and the pastors started putting me to work in God's service at that tender age. I was about 12, give or take, and I was actually teaching a Sunday school class for kids that were two or three years younger than me, and that's how it started, and the Lord just put on my heart that I was going to be serving him. I did not know uh, in what capacity and when and how, but that, that calling just kept burning stronger and stronger as I was growing up. I even remember in my elementary school during lunch break, uh, setting up uh, a little gathering with with kids of my class and I would buy cookies and something to drink and I would start talking to them about the Bible. Um, and it was a modeling that my pastors at that time did for me because on weekends, on Saturday or Sunday afternoons after our morning service, we'd go out to another small community in the Chandler area and we'd sit under a mesquite tree a big mm-hmm. tree, and we would invite the kids in the neighborhood and have church with them. How sweet. It's special <laughs> memories for me. Yes, and it's, it's so um, nice to hear that too. Yes, and you know, <laughs> the Lord had called me, uh, and I wanted to go to Bible school to prepare myself, but I was nervous. I was a young lady, and just, you know, life started happening with me, and didn't make it to Bible school at that time. Um, But I would, I got into my career and I went back to school uh, to uh, improve my education. I went for a master's degree, which took me out of state. And that actually is where I met my husband in New York city, uh, Tony. And uh, when we met and started courting, we met in church and Mm -hmm. we started courting each other and knew that the Lord was putting us together. And when I would hear him share his story that he felt the calling to become a pastor, I was like taken back because I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had, you know, my my calling was kind of on on the parking side. And when that happened, I says, okay, Lord, you you must be doing something. And sure enough, he did. (laughs) Right. He united you guys together. Yep. Perfect couple. For a, such a time as that and, and 
with his purpose put on both of our hearts. That's beautiful. That's how the Lord works, you know. He does. He never ceases to amaze me either. Amen. What has God been putting in your heart at this time as a pastor at Breath of Life International Fellowship Church in Phoenix, Arizona? Well, you know, we are now going into our 13th year as pastors of Breath of Life Church. And so we have been growing the congregation. Um, we have been pouring ourselves into building leaders to, to lead different ministries. When COVID hit, it like like all the other churches or the majority of the churches set us back for a little bit. But at the same time, it was that blessing in disguise because it made us think about, okay, how are we going to keep getting the gospel out to people? And yeah, as a small church, we had to rev up and do set up our technology so that we could be able to live stream. And so we're still recovering, you know, from that. Uh, we did lose families. We lost young families. The Lord had put in our heart children. And so when we actually started ministering, we didn't start as a church um, and we didn't have the, a church plant concept, you know, we'll, we'll gather a lot of people to come and help us. The Lord just kept building this like building blocks. And so um, when, when that happened, he left it in our heart and to this day uh, to minister and reach out to the families and the children. And so we continue to do that. We go outside of our four walls in our community and offer whatever we can to build bridges with the children and their families. Um, and now, as we, as we were reflecting this year, the Lord began to just revive and renew our vision. In this new vision, it doesn't exclude children. Uh, it's a very big part of it still, but because what he is showing us, he is all about family. He is all about restoring family. And there's a big breakdown in our society with regards to families. I mean, even the homelessness situation, um, and they're around our church community as well and close to our doors. And when we've come to meet them, because we approach them, we're very bold. And so we approach them. And it's not always with a, a, a sandwich and a bottle of water to drink. It's really because there's a tug and pull. The enemy is, is trying to, to destroy. And so sometimes it's not pleasant encounters with the homeless people. But when the Lord opens that door, we start ministering and pouring into them. Yeah, we open the doors to feed them one time around Thanksgiving. We took our Thanksgiving meal. Um, and to this day, when we approach them, we love them and, and we say we've learned that we need to build relationship with them. And so that's another area that the Lord is touching our hearts and how to work with that part of our community. We're getting more involved with the schools. We're getting more involved with the block watch uh, groups that are in our group that is in our community with our church houses, um, excuse me, where our church sits. Um, and so doing that and in addition to that, concentrating on family, we are getting ready to launch that ministry, that wonderful ministry that's called Celebrate Recovery. Mm. And that is about restoring people to health. One of my, I've shared this with people, one of my, if you will, pet peeves is when I see wounded Christians that are mm. continuing to walk around wounded. That mm. ought not be. 
the healing is, is there for them. The Lord is there for them and for us with our family relations to heal and restore because he wants to save. Satan wants to divide and, and separate us, but God wants to save us and, and bring us back to him. And in that process, bringing back the families. So what I've said about homeless people, for example, is they all have a home. Mm-hmm. Now, what caused them to be in the situation they're in are many different stories. But I don't believe no one has a home. So that's my heart personally. And so as we look and try to witness and minister to them and deal with, with the uh, the results of some of the, the, the negative side, I mean, our property has been attacked. Our uh, We have a cell tower that sits on our property that was enclosed uh, with walls like a room because of the equipment in there. And when we came upon it, our hearts broke. We found a drug den right mm. in there. And we sealed it up and with the help of the cell tower company so that they couldn't try to get in anymore. We had a, that, that cell tower company, we hardly ever get to talk to them. But when that day happened, he was there and he said, I will clean it out for you and I will solder the doors for you. Um, so, I mean, those are the kind of things, it's real life that as a church that we do, but meantime, continue to spread the gospel. Meantime, continue to keep our doors open. And now we're looking at uh, celebrate recovery that is going to, to help people heal. It's not just for substance abusers, uh, people that have a smoking habit, uh, an alcohol habit. No, celebrate recovery is about people that have gone through life struggles, hurts uh, and hangups. And it's time to expose the lies from Satan to be able to have become that victor, that overcomer. And so that's a new, a new ministry that we're launching in August, uh, along with some other areas that we're looking at for helping to build and, and rebuild and, and build and strengthen our, our families in the church. And from there, because we're discipling people, we, we know the Lord is going to honor that as he always honors his work and, and cause that to have a revolution going on in our community about the gospel. That's great that you're doing such great outreach, not only to the homeless, but to people who are who come from broken families or even just broken individuals off the street. You mentioned something that is making me ask you this question about wounded Christians. Why do you think there are so many or there are Christians living today that are wounded? Oh, it's 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 so painful to see and even experience it, uh, because I think what it is is uh, we buy into lies from the enemy, and if somebody hurt me, and it's somebody from the church that hurt me, then you begin to see the division in the church. People leave the church. People are angry about it. All of that is what I call the flesh. And the wounds going deeper and deeper, and they don't get addressed in once a person doesn't address them in their personal life. And therefore, they're living, carrying it as a burden on their shoulder and with a set, a certain lens that shows them, I got to watch out for that person. They Mm -hmm. call themselves a Christian. How can pastors be that way? I mean, you name it. There's nobody that escapes those attacks when somebody is walking around hurting and suffering. And I've seen too much of that. And I get so angry uh, with Satan and, and it's, we've got to expose that. And we have to take the higher road. We have to reach out. And of course, people have to be ready to want to receive um, mm-hmm. and accept 
apologies and forgiveness and taking the high road means that even if they did me wrong, we didn't do the wrong, we still need to apologize because it's part of beginning to break that down and exposing the lies from Satan. Those are wounded Christians and there's too many of them in our churches and bouncing between churches and leaving the church and thinking they can do it on their own, which is against the Mm -hmm. scriptures. Um, That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's like a mission, right? It's like the banner, you know, the Jehovah Nisi, the banner that we have to hold up and expose those dirty lies. And that's part of why we like Celebrate Recovery, because one of the first things it's going to address is what are we denying in our own lives? What are my denials? Right. And to know that the church is not perfect, but that we're there to forgive. We're there to be Christ-like. And he gave us that example to forgive and and love others and love love each other regardless of our weaknesses. Just like John 13, 34 says that he loved us. So therefore he Mm -hmm. wants us to love Mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we cannot give up. The Bible also talks about the coming together in fellowship with a body of believers that do not forsake the fellowshipping with one another. Exactly. And because COVID hit and because we go to live streaming, I mean, and there's, yes, there's congregations and live streaming, uh, but what are we doing to, to retain that relationship? And that doesn't mean that they're necessarily, you know, a family member because they may be just hopping from one site to another. And, and not really getting the roots grounded for them in their walk. And so we have to, we have to be so wise. I mean, I hear about this um, Facebook that's promoting metaverse. And it, it just like throws me off because it's like, oh my, no, it doesn't throw me off. I take it back. It's just another ploy of the enemy. Uh, I sat in on a workshop uh, by uh, some church leaders uh, that we're talking about get ready and and how can we utilize metaverse as a tool to spread the gospel and to reach people because in a nutshell what I've learned about that that's coming and I know it's already being tested out there because I hear the words constantly being used it's basically people uh, going to a site and the, the the avatars that are being used there's real people behind the avatar and so if we go in there and we create a church environment um, and and the, what the one of the church leaders that was presenting had ex- shared a, an example that somebody that came to visit their site uh, asked for prayer because he had just learned that he had cancer. And this is through an avatar. And that's what metaverse is, you know, I mean, in the world, it's going to be different doing things, but the church has to get a hold of that. And how are we going to use that to keep uh sharing the gospel, the good news that Jesus is still alive, that Jesus saves, that you don't have to go through and live the way you are right now, that there is hope. So metaverse, for those who don't understand or what it is, can you share about what it is? As, as best as I, I understand, I mean, it is like a plat and, and I'm still learning it. So bear with me because I understand it. It's, it's a, a Facebook platform. Uh, it is called metaverse. I don't know how much they they've gone far out to reach and invite people to, uh, but it's, I want to say it's probably more in the testing, you know, uh, phase, maybe for several parts of the world or country. Uh, But um, we, I think we just have to keep our antennas up 
to learn more about it because I'm not the expert. I just picked up on that, had the opportunity that that workshop came upon me and just sat in on it and listened to it. And I just kept thinking about, wow, what it's going to do. I mean, I, I do remember reading articles about um, that that kind of a setting. And it was, I don't know what was um, the, the subject that brought the group together, but there was actually in that setting of metaverse with these avatars. So this is internet platforms we're talking about, right? Um, where a woman got violated by by a man. Can you wow. imagine that? So I'm gathering that it is, it sounds like an antichrist platform, a I very deceptive platform. But people are buying into it mm -hmm. because you're look at what's going on you can you don't have to go to the stores anymore to buy groceries you can order them and have them delivered to you you can go and through i mean look at amazon how much is growing and all of these other right uh, online markets you know that um it's that's that has set the stage i believe in part for what's coming down more and well, now we know what to pray for too that's right. That's right. Because if that, you know, that the church needs to stay awake and alert. Right. And for pastors to also be um, knowledgeable about it and talk about it and also warn, warn yeah. the congregation about this new platform coming out in Facebook or other platforms that may be coming out anywhere. Right. right. Online. Right. You just never know because the technology is so advanced. Exactly. And, and so people are, are picking up on it fast. And, and, and we as a church can't stay behind. We have to know what is there so we can uh, utilize those tools the right way for God's kingdom growth. Exactly. And to also be, be knowledgeable on what to um, share with the youth today, because this is a new generation. And if we don't know and are updated with what's going on, then we are not able to help them and guide them. And you, uh, as pastors, lead them. That's right. right? That's right. And, and that's why the youth are so uh, critical in them uh, recognizing when God is calling on their lives. You know, they're young with many years ahead for them, uh, but is God calling them and setting them apart to become one of those warriors that will reach people through the gospel, their peers, those younger than them. Uh, and this is their arena uh, that they so well know uh, with uh, the technology that's out there. And I, you don't you hear about when uh, a technology, a platform comes up and the youth are in it and the adults start going in there, the youth walk away. Mm -hmm. They're, they don't use Facebook as much as the adults do. So mm -hmm. they go to their TikTok or whatever the new uh, technology form is. Yeah, it's TikTok is very, very popular in the schools. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pastor Linda, I am sure there's something that those who aren't pastors, there's something there that they don't understand uh, what you go through. How can we Christians better support our own pastors? You know, the biggest thing I believe is prayer. Always pray for your pastor. Always check in on them, even if it's a quick text. I mean, how many times do we hear uh, or do we as pastors, when we don't see our uh, sheep, our followers uh, coming to church, that we reach out to them? Uh, if, even if you're not able to attend church, Text your pastor and let him know or her, you know, I can't make it today, uh, pray for me, or it's, it's okay, it's just uh, I've got something I had to do today, can't make it to church, uh, because they want to know that you're still connecting with your pastor. Mm -hmm. And so 
staying in communication and connection with your pastor, uh, being visible and accountable, not being afraid of being transparent with your pastor. And like I said, ultimately praying for your pastor because you, people don't know what pastors go through to mm -hmm. keep the fold going, to keep the doors open, uh, to meet the needs, the diverse needs of everybody that walks in um, and then to, to disciple them and pray that God will guide uh, them as they're being discipled because if they uh, walk away from the church or they leave and you don't even know you know what happened or why and it's nine out of ten times it's not the pastor's fault you know mm -hmm. people think it is that's our, been our experience but we find out that a lot of other heavy stuff going on in their lives that they just walked away and the enemy just just blinded people um, so we need to do the praying for the pastors praying for the ministries in the church even the leaders of the church when people are wanting to serve in ministry and and serve as a leader they need just as much covering with prayers as the pastors do because the enemy is not going to just sit back and let us win people for the lord mm -hmm. we as a body you know we have to build each other up like the book of ephesians talks about and lift each other up and and serve one another just like loving one another just like john 13 34 says I know that being a pastor, as you are talking about the challenging parts of, of being a pastor, but what is the wonderful side like of being a pastor? Oh, there is not a price that can be put on it. I can tell you that much. Every pastor's heart will feel does feel this way because it's part of the calling. But when you see the lives change, when you see people, uh, the, the shackles and the chains broken, in their own lives and they're looking to God and they're hungry and, and seeking God and wanting to serve him and wanting to be that obedient sheep. That's what lights up our hearts. That's what tells us it's worth it all. Even if it's one that we see <laughs> a month or one or two that we see every quarter or whatever, you know, it's every time because we're looking for that. We're, Lord, Holy Spirit, do the work. And then when he shows us the changes and the love in the hearts of the people and the hunger, that makes our day. No, mm -hmm. no salary, no <laughs> gifts. Uh, will make the day like that because it's about building God's kingdom and growing it and keeping them, you know, keeping the sheep in the pen, you know, so that they don't stray away. Amen. Pastor Linda, I know your husband, Pastor Tony, is a huge supporter of churches, churches and also working and supporting each other. I remember, believe it or not, even though I interviewed him a few years ago, I remember that part of him, that he's so huge of supporting and uniting with other churches. Does Breath of Life International Fellowship Church in Phoenix, Arizona right now support any other churches at this moment? You know, we are, we started trying at that time when when he shared his heart with you um, we were trying to reach out to churches to connect to share uh, whatever resources and it didn't happen uh, it took time for that to happen because I think churches are afraid to do that mm -hmm. uh, they shouldn't be the sheep are not my sheep they're mm -hmm. God's sheep I'm Amen. the under shepherd for him right now so uh, if, if we understand that better and trust that, that God is overseeing that, then, then there should be no issue. We have recently um, experienced and had and tasted a good taste of 
being able to collaborate with other churches. So we have like in our case where we're located, there's a church uh, uh, north of our property, very close. And there's when people are looking for that church, they, they come into our building and we're looking for, oh, and going, well, you, oh, you're looking for that church. It's over there. And they have a very similar name to ours. So that's the church. You're welcome to be here. Uh, but if you're looking for that church, that's right north of us. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and, and that church in itself, they've opened their doors with the food bank that they've had. And they've let us have food products for, for people. Now, right now, that's not the case. But during about a year ago, that, when that door opened for them, they shared that with us. And that was a blessing. And right now, uh, Marina, believe it or not, with the few resources, and I praise the Lord for the resources, and Four Winds is one of them, um, that when you shared uh, those uniforms for back to school with us, what, a year and a half ago, and we were able to bless a few children. And this year, we pulled them out again and assembled them to bless more children, and even uh, reached out to our sister church that's not too far from us. And in fact, I just uh, received a response from the pastor there, because we said, we have extras of these uniform parts. Can you use them for your kids? And he responded and said, I do. I can use some of them. So we're working together on that. My, my Our hope, too, is that we'll be able to do more of that as the Lord shows us with the different churches, whether they're our denomination or not. Um, it's, it's, it's about winning people for God's kingdom and building it. And of course, we enjoy it when we're able to collaborate that way with our sister churches. So from time to time since then, we have had those opportunities uh, and we're always looking for more of that. Uh, because that's our heart. That's how that's what we believe in. Uh, and it does take time because it's like, OK, where are you coming from? Mm-hmm. Are you are not going to take my sheep? You know, I mean, just begin to feel like the walls start going up. Uh, but once people see each other's hearts and I have faith in our church community, you know, I mean, look at your church that you belong to, you know, how how you reach out. And you've reached out to us too. So I have faith in that. And when God does that, oh, it's so awesome because we are co-laborers, just as the Bible says. We just have to keep working at it and, and opening that door wider for more, more of that to happen. Exactly. Pastor Linda, it's been great hearing your testimony on Faith City Outreach and hearing what the Lord is doing in your life now. And I just pray that um, God continue to guide and bless you and Pastor Tony. Please say hello to him for me. And um, God bless your family and your church. Please give a one to two minute encouragement message to our listeners about whatever the Holy Spirit is touching your heart to share with them. And I will also share the sermon that you sent me the other day with them too. Absolutely. And what I want to say is keep your eyes on the Lord. Uh, whatever is thrown at your life, don't let it discourage you. Don't let it knock you down, but wait on the Lord and let him show you what he's going to do to reverse that situation. Um, Trust the Lord and trust the shepherds that he puts in your path to lead and guide you because we all need that to be able to make it to heaven when it's our time. Or if if we live long enough and the Lord Jesus comes for his church, that we get caught up with him. Uh, Don't ever give up the fight. Don't ever stop fellowshipping with with believers and spur one another like the Bible says. Encourage each other. If If you see that your friend or loved one is down, 
build them up and share what God has done in your life and with your words, because your experience with what God has done in your life makes a difference for the other person. And you never know that difference that you made. You will never know if you don't do it either. So I want to encourage because we do have a tendency right now to fear. We have a tendency to fear COVID and its resurgences. For example, we have a tendency to fear the violence that's around us. No, fear is not of the Lord. And so be bold, step forward and let God do what he wants to do in you and through you. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Global Gospel Worship Radio with Marina Maria. We'd like to thank our financial sponsors for supporting this internet global radio ministry. Carvajal & Associates Health Insurance Brokers, PLC. Scripture Picture and AZ Ministry Network. We'd also like to thank our prayer partners, including Venture Church, The Spheres of Influence, The Center for Peace and Reconciliation, Repentance Day, as well as our media partners, the Rackman Christian Radio Station and Thanet Christian Radio. And now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for listening.